0: You were the bar wait a second. Okay, no wait, wait, wait. You were a bartender
1: at a retirement home. <laughs> All these things I don't yes, know about you. Yes. Oh, I know. I live I've lived a double life that you don't a secret life you don't know about. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 27. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And we are all about eating,
0: drinking, and merriment and what's hot for 2019.
1: Yes, now that we've tucked in our mom jeans and have added several steps to our nighttime beauty routine, what will we be doing this season? From gadgets to good eats and everything in between, we are prepped and ready to round out your springtime guide to what is trending, lifestyle edition. But first, we weren't
0: aware that there is an iTunes webpage that's very separate from the podcasting app. And uh, so normally at this time, we would be asking you for your ratings and reviews, but this webpage that Michelle stumbled across was filled with ratings and reviews that we had no idea about. And so here you guys are, our wonderful listeners, and all along you've been sending more (laughs) ratings and reviews that we just read yesterday. And some of them are from 2018 and several of them are recent. So we wanna let you know that we have read them. We both even shed a little tear or two because of how sweet you all are. And we will get to sharing those as the weeks progress right now. We have one to share though today that we got um, right before we checked those.
1: Yes, this week's shout out goes to our friends at the Theology of the Buddy podcast, who were so kind to leave us a five star review on iTunes, and they commented, quote, this podcast is just great definitely had to share this with my wife and she loved it the hosts work really well together although it is geared to ladies this podcast has given me insights into some of the struggles that modern women deal with and given me ideas of how I can better support my wife and other female friends 10 out of 10 would listen again end quote Thank you so much for checking out the show and for leaving a review. So if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week.
0: Well, we're back to Emily Post with this one. So I asked our listeners if there was any etiquette tips that they were interested in learning about and somebody brought up RSVPs. And so I did a little, a little deep digging into that and Emily Post, of course, has a lot to say on RSVPs, but I've tried to sum it up to these three points. And so the first thing, and this seems to be quite obvious, but to return your RSVP card promptly, right? Fill it out, send it back. That should go unsaid. I'm actually terrible at doing that. So maybe it's important. It is said again. Uh, The second one is if it's requesting that you RSVP by phone, she suggests that you actually do make sure you speak with somebody and not just leave your RSVP information on their answering machine that there can, you know, that there's technological issues sometimes and they don't get the message. So it's really important to speak to somebody. And the third point is when we might contact the host or hostess and ask, may I bring dot, 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 referring to your children, uh, a date. And the answer is no. Emily Post is (laughs) firm on that. You do not ask that. Um, The host and hostess have already decided who they want at that party, and they're inviting who they want to invite. Now, if your invite does say that it's to you and a guest, Great. Bring a guest. It says when you respond, though, respond with the full name of your guest so that your host and hostess will have their name ready.
1: Oh, I love that uh, because this is something that I'm really quite terrible at as well. And it's not that I'm trying to be inconsiderate often, you know, with busy schedules and everything. I'm just trying to figure out logistics, you know, can can we make it? Who's able to make it? Um, and all these things. But Emily Post is right. She's right. Always right. Mm-hmm. That a prompt response is proper and yeah. expected. So a few weeks ago we were talking about beauty and fashion trends for the spring, but as you and I both believe, Lindsay, life truly is about more than just how we look. It's also about what we can eat, right? It sure <laughs> is, and what we can drink. So, Oh, yes. <laughs> you and I are
0: both foodies, right? We absolutely mm. love dining out and we love cooking at home and hosting. Um I am um in recovery from being a very picky eater, uh, I only used to eat brown food. I now eat different (laughs) colors of food. Um, So as I've been journeying along this foodie path, I have realized that, you know, spending a little bit more money at a good restaurant and having that good um, a lot of times locally prepared and ac- acquired food really makes a difference in what I'm eating and so I found that a lot of things taste really good when you're eating them prepared by a well trained chef and not just out of a can and uh, right. like vegetables I had had maybe mm-hmm. when I was younger Um, so yeah um, it's all about food and dining and so Michelle you also you and Phil really love eating out as well right
1: yes I love it and actually I'm wondering now just thinking about it if that's why I didn't have much to say on the beauty and fashion trends because if I'm thinking about it, if I'm working within any kind of a budget, um, I will always prefer to spend my money on food. Oh, absolutely. (laughs)
0: It's worth every penny. And you know what? Jason and I, Mm -hmm. we're on a budget as well. We're a single income family. We don't get out to eat a lot. But when we do go out, we've really uh, made it our purpose to seek out new restaurants not the big chains not that there's anything wrong with those but we really want to support this you know chefs that are just starting out or that are really crumbling up with creative menus and so we want to talk today about what's hot like what are you going to see on the menus of these restaurants and on the bar menus because there's always food trends and food trends are so much fun so michelle Mm -hmm. so you want to talk cocktails Mm -hmm. first
1: yes tell me what i should be drinking besides water all right, right? <laughs> you gotta alternate with the water but it's all about all right. sherry
0: so sh- like sherry is the hot ah, ingredient right um, yes. right now for alcohol so do you like sherry
1: uh, do you know what I? I don't have much experience drinking sherry, but when I was in high school, I used to volunteer at the uh, retirement home around the corner from my school, mm-hmm. and I was the oh maybe I was older because I was the bartender. So I'm going to oh. say older than high school. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it though because say. they would all walk. <laughs> no, wait wait wait! You were a
0: bartender at a retirement
1: home. <laughs> oh, these things I don't yes, know about you. Yes. Oh, I know. I live. I've lived a double life. That you, don't, a secret life you don't know about. Um, don't worry, because I didn't mix anything. They just wanted cherry okay. all the time. So. Yeah, sherry and sherry glasses. They're part of my vocabulary, but I did—I never partook in the sherry drinking. So okay, okay. tell now, <laughs> me what I should now do with sherry. So it's just using it in a lot of
0: cocktails as um, either drinking on their own. So you know how people go through like a whiskey phase or bourbons, and then it becomes all about tasting them and really learning about them. So expect to see that with mm-hmm. sherry this year, and then also it being used in cocktails. Now, another cocktail trend is we're moving away from the years of crazy garbage. Garnishes, right? Like just loading your Caesar Mm. full of things. And just right now it's going back to, um, very simply styled cocktails. So like the one ball of ice in it, very simple glass, but this is kind of pushing bartenders to have to really make sure they're using good ingredients and that it tastes good because you can really hide the cocktail under the fun of when it's presented to you and it has all the fun stuff in it. And those can impact the taste as well. So, um, just really, they're even moving away from long ingredient lists. Um, I remember watching a video on a bartender making a gin and tonic. And let me just tell you, it was everything but a gin and tonic. Like they were putting so many things into it. And so that trend is really being taken over again by a movement back to simplicity.
1: Mm -hmm. I like that the simplicity of this and everything else that we've talked about so far with trends really forces everyone to be authentic and intentional about what they are uh, you know what they look like what they're serving what they're eating like it's just um you can't hide that's actually
0: one of the trends is actually it's called educated consumers and so chefs and bartenders oh. understand that consumers now we're a lot more savvy than we were even a couple of years ago and um so meals not only have to be photograph ready that was because that's another mm-hmm. trend in um you know putting your meals on social media has really shaped actually how our meals are being presented to us um but that also customers are wanting to know where their food is coming from um they want that that traceable meal. And so that's the same with cocktails as well. And that's really forcing chefs in a good way to make sure that they're procuring good ingredients for things. Right. Um, Speaking of ingredients, uh, another huge one into cocktails is kombucha. And so the idea of Mm -hmm. fermentation is still just really taking off. You know, it started with a lot of fermented food and um, over the last couple of years, and now it's being really worked into cocktails, uh, especially Mm. The hot fermented treat for a cocktail this year is going to be called tepash, if I'm pronouncing that right. And that is fermented pineapple.
1: What? Mm -hmm. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's going to be delicious. I love pineapple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then another trend with food and with cocktails is rose and turmeric. So I know in the diet world that I've been in in the last couple of years, turmeric has been huge um, in that. But it's mm-hmm. being worked into cocktails, which, okay. Um, okay. That's yes. all I have to say about sure. that. Okay, sure. sure. Um, and But <laughs> rose. Rose is huge in beauty products right now
1: and just that rose flavor. And to that, again, I say, Okay. <laughs> I'm not a huge rose fan. No, same. Like on a flower, yes, but right. Yeah, the smell doesn't. Didn't Shakespeare say like a rose by any by any other name
0: would still smell as sweet?
1: Yes, and a rose smell on anything other than a rose doesn't smell like a rose. That's right. I don't want to drink it. You can quote me. (laughs) Michelle. Shakespeare,
0: (laughs) Michelle. Um, The last cocktail trend. Now, this actually does sound delicious. Um, It's called the Aperol Frosé. And so it's a frozen rosé combined with an Aperol spritz. So just a slushy, bit of a whiny cocktail, fresh tasting, perfect patio drink. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, food. Are you feeling hungry? You've had your cocktail and we're ready to discuss
1: the food trends. Yes, we better eat something. mushrooms (laughs) it's all about mushrooms really okay (laughs) yeah mushrooms everywhere so
0: even we'll just blend like this is the perfect segue because they're going to be in cocktails as well 70 percent of bartenders who talked about this said that they're working mushrooms into their cocktails this year
1: oh so turmeric pineapples (laughs) and mushrooms Oh, fermented pineapple. Amazing. Oh, right. Sorry,
0: fermented (laughs) pineapple. (laughs) And um, another trend is plant-based. We can't get away from, you know, that being not only a healthy choice to incorporate some plant-based meals throughout your week, but Mm -hmm. veganism is still huge and the vegan customers have a lot to say. And so I feel like um, again, a lot of restaurants only had a few vegetarian or vegan options and they're plant-based options are becoming huge. And so chefs, again, are being challenged to come up with meals that are absolutely delicious that aren't just pasta with, you know, tomato sauce. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I love that the emphasis on all this is still on health, like being of good health and that, you know, you can do, and I think we've, we've talked about this in the past, about good skincare, that you can take care of it topically, but Really, it's from the inside coming out your health. And so this plant-based options, like encouraging people to find creative ways to work vegetables and produce into their diets is really going to start changing, I think, a lot of different things that go beyond just uh, diet or appearance. You're totally right, Michelle. And
0: that actually kind of leads into some healthy living trends that I'm seeing right now. And a lot of these trends are uh, moving towards total wellness. Like people want to feel better. It's not just Mm -hmm. about your food looking good, right? Like they actually want to feel better. And so some of the trends with that um, is the no diet diet. So it's really the idea of intuitive eating. This is a trendy terms. You're going to hear this everywhere this year. Um, I've been following it in the way of melissa hartwig's food freedom um but this idea of really just listening to your body and eating when you're hungry it's like revolutionary right like eat when you're hungry don't eat when you're not um but yeah look for that another healthy eating trend is the clean comfort food trend and so uh, like i said veganism isn't going anywhere neither is uh, going gluten-free or dairy-free and these food quote-unquote challenges have again really pushed food developers recipe developers chefs to really find ways to satisfy our cravings but in a healthier way so this idea of quote clean comfort food is huge and there is an instagrammer slash influencer slash podcaster slash recipe developer named (laughs) uh her her site is named deliciously ella and she has a great instagram account but Mm -hmm. she does this clean comfort food really really well
1: I actually started following her a couple of weeks ago on your recommendation, and I love that whole uh, mindset because food is so important in our lives, right? Like we eat for both pleasure and for health. Food tastes good for a reason. We're meant to enjoy it. And so uh, the fact that we're trying now to really combine and look further into how we can make things work best for our bodies without sacrificing the pleasing aspects of food That is so, that is such a great trend to be on the cusp of. You're 100% right. I completely
0: agree. Food is necessary. And so there are ways that we can clean up our diet a little bit and not compromise on taste. Like there's just so many options now. Mm -hmm. And it just takes a little bit of research, but, you know, Instagram is great for that. Another trend is kind of the idea of the cafes. Cafes are huge, huge, like very expensive coffee, but it's Um, being roasted locally and you have people that are actually being able to work at these small cafes and make a living wage and they Mm -hmm. are perfecting their craft just like breweries or places that make um, other alcohols like coffee places are really developing their craft and you go in for tastings and so anyways aside from from the trend of cafes which is absolutely huge A further trend is a healing cafe. And so these are really popping up in England. And a friend of mine actually just opened one in Waterloo, Ontario. And so these cafes are a place where you can go and not only enjoy your coffee and hot beverages and little treat and fika with your friends. um, You can also sometimes have like a massage or any other wellness technique or treatment. Sorry. And so the one that my friend just opened is called the Recharge and Play Wellness Cafe. And again, that's in Waterloo, Ontario. And they're massage therapists. So you kids can come in and play. There's actually a whole indoor playground. But then you can go for your treatments and then you can sit after and have a coffee with your family, like really
1: Mm. double
0: and triple duty on these things. So I think that they can get people in the door, but that you get to do so much more than just sit and have a coffee.
1: Right. And that kind of goes into you were also talking about total family Fitness too, right? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. It's the idea of not just you having your gym membership and scooting out at night once the kids are in bed, which is also very good—that kind of self-care mm-hmm. and have if you need the time alone. But this idea of doing it as a family, these family fitness clubs are really on trend right now. Where you come in and you work out together.
1: Yeah, and that's actually on that uh, Instagram account to be recommended several episodes back. Arrows and Bow, she posted a couple of times on her Insta stories about going on a family run. So they were all out running, she, her and her husband and her three kids. And I thought that was I thought that was so cute and and such a great idea that I actually hadn't thought of doing before. Uh, probably because I don't run, not because I don't spend time with my family. <laughs> so maybe I should get into that first. Um, but that reminded me too that you know the Beach Body Exchange, I think. They actually have family. Videos and I put one on the other day for myself and my daughter, and it was so neat to see the there's the instructor, but then um, all the people that you watch as examples, they were in pairs, like a parent and their child. I think that's great. Because, you know, sometimes we think we have to carve out specialized time for all these things and our lives can become so compartmentalized. Like this is my me time. This is my kid time. This is my work time. But what we're seeing is this interesting integration of why don't we just all do life together? Well, that perfectly leads us into traveling
0: as a family, but Mm -hmm. we'll get there in one second because if you do want to do a health thing, Michelle, that doesn't involve anybody else, (laughs) (laughs) this is crazy, right? So the opposite of that is you can go in for an IV treatment that will just (laughs) flood your body with vitamins uh, and minerals and you don't have to talk to anybody else. And so appa- I didn't even know about this. No. This is brand new to me. So apparently this is huge in the US. It might be happening in Canada, but I don't know about this yet. So you, this started, I guess, as a hangover cure. Uh, people would go in if they weren't feeling well after a partying night and they would get an infusion through an IV of things that would make them feel better. And then they started realizing well, you don't have to be hungover to get vitamins and minerals. Um so now it's this huge business and they literally pump you full of vitamins and minerals. This business is so huge that in if, if the next 5 years it's expected to be worth 13.79 billion dollars.
1: Well wow, that just kind of cut yeah. my idea right <laughs> right down there. Fine, you can have your IV treatments. I'm doing my my family fitness non- video. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say your non-run family run. Your family walks, not run. I love that. Yes, my non-run family run. Uh, I'm going to make a (laughs) t-shirt of that. Great. Awesome. (laughs) Now, you
0: can do your non-run family run from your... Cabin or glamping because we're going to talk about travel tips or travel, you know, trends right now. So, to like, if you are just thinking family time, affordable camping, um, in the glamping style, right? So the fancier tents where you don't actually set it up yourself, Mm -hmm. and cabins,
1: RVs, and road trips, all super huge right now. Okay, this is good to know. We actually just bought an RV and we're so excited. I grew up camping, but um, and I guess it would be considered glamping like my mom brought all the comforts of home to our tent (laughs) and it was great i love the cabins we did our first cabin
0: last fall for our family vacation and It was it was pretty much brand new. I think they'd only been built in the last two years. So it was like Scandi modern. It was all of your Huga needs. It was gorgeous and perfect. It had everything stocked inside there that you need needed. But I don't camp, and so I could be in this cabin and see the trees around me, and I could walk out and have my coffee in the morning and say, "Look at me, I'm camping," kind of, (laughs) and pat myself on the back. Um, but it was a wonderful experience, and so these cabin. And glamping parks are popping up everywhere. And so, you know, you and I both have a lot of kids and we still highly recommend checking that sort of thing out.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So, you know, those DNA kits everybody has been doing the last couple of years, there's Ancestry, there's... uh. me and you or you and me, and twenty three, I don't know, all of those DNA kits. <laughs> those have inspired a traveling boom of traveling back to your homeland where you maybe didn't even know you were from until you did the ancestry kit. And so they're seeing a lot of people showing up in these small towns who are really trying to track back their ancestry. And I mean, people have always done this, but this is a trend right now, and it's really booming. So
1: it's traveling, yeah, back to your homeland and tracing your roots. I love that because I'm all about deep roots. And to know your family history, that would be so interesting. Having a lead, it's like a mystery. It's like living Mm -hmm. your own mystery novel. That's right. And kind of in that vein there's a move uh, or
0: I guess a trend away from over tourism so it's about getting off the beaten path it's not being a tourist but rather being a traveler Mm -hmm. and so that really falls in line with that if you're traveling to your homeland it might not be one of the popular tourist destinations so it kind of fits in with that Um, another thing is getting away from light pollution a lot of people are booking trips to quote dark sky spaces so Mm -hmm. I'm seeing so much of like the northern lights and travel and sleeping in like the glass igloos and just being under a huge dark sky people really want to detox their bodies from being in light pollution all the time
1: Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting how we live with like an overabundance of light overabundance of noise all the time and there's something inside of us that wants to get away from it we need a break the last travel trend is is
0: actually just that it's the idea of just taking a break but it's called the micro trip it's about a short trip but it's max really planning it well and maximizing everything you can do in that short trip and i think that especially for us with small children right we get so um, worried about the amount of planning required or stops for the kids to use the potty and how many diapers you have to pack. And if you have to pack by baby food and we just get so bogged down, and we just think, forget it. I'll travel later. And we just did that. We put off traveling for 10 years, which I don't recommend at all. Like mm. we did it. And the kids had such a great time. And we're still talking about the one trip we've taken that if I can tell any of our listeners who have children younger than my children are, my kids range range from four to 12, just go Do the micro trip, plan it, put them in the car. It's going to be so much better than you think it is. And, and just try to squeeze in as much as you can on one crazy fun weekend and you'll make a ton of new memories.
1: Yeah. And to go along with that, like don't underestimate how wonderful day tripping is, right? Even just exploring Mm -hmm. the little places around where you live, getting in the car and driving somewhere. We used to do that all the time when I was a kid, we would drive somewhere for lunch But we'd make it like a trip on a Saturday. And we discovered all kinds of neat little towns or um, provincial parks. And then we'd pick one restaurant and just have lunch and drive home for dinner oh my goodness so yeah totally
0: can my kids have now? we i've said this many times our parenting style is called keep their expectations low yes and so my kids are so excited if we were to like pull off the side of the road and lay a blanket down and they each get their own little bag of doritos and like a little thing of chocolate milk Yes. because that was my childhood and it's they're like this is the most exciting day ever and i'm like we're on the side of like a country road in (laughs) southern ontario but it is. And I think that if you guys take one thing away from this episode, it's do it, do it. The mm-hmm. summer is going to fly by and it's just starting to warm up. The grass was turning a little bit green this morning. And so it's like it sees those moments and uh, and make those new family memories.
1: OK, it's time for our what we're loving this week segment of the show. So, Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? We just did our spring clothing haul
0: that I posted on my Instagram and we are not regular clothing buyers in our family. I hate clothes shopping. And so kind of like twice a year, we'll go and just buy a ton of stuff for the kids and for us. And by a ton, I mean only even a few bags, like we don't go wild. But (laughs) what I'm loving is still Old Navy. I have to say that Old Navy has come through year in, year out for our family, for all six of us, we can get it all done in one store. I know people like to say things, um, or talk about fast fashion. And I think that's an important discussion to have, but I want to be really clear that in my family, we barely buy clothes and we wear them until they're absolutely falling apart. And we pass them along through each kid. And so at, for our family on a single budget, um, or single income, you can get really good quality stuff that actually does last for a very long time that is great clothing that's just fun and on trend and so i'm loving old navy they really fulfill all of our clothing needs twice a year when we go in and go crazy and we just we're looking dapper the murray's for the next couple weeks if you see us out we are all looking dapper
1: in our new clothes i love how optimistic you are about the longevity of your new clothes few weeks (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah that's no, but right. that's as long as we'll be looking good and then we'll oh, just it'll be tired all clothes again right but we're still <laughs> freshly styled so we have like all of the you know when you buy new clothes and you're wearing all of the pieces at once like yes. we're like top yes. to bottom and all new stuff <laughs> and then the pieces will get mixed into our regular rotation but for now it's like the kids are styled usually they look like right. they're out of Oliver twist or something i'm on a dickens <laughs> kick right now so they look like they're yes. out of Oliver Twist. but right now we look like we're out of an old navy
1: commercials What about you? What have you been loving? I have been reading a book, and I'm not quite done yet, but I'm loving it so far. It's called The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Have you seen this at all on Instagram? No, I haven't. Actually, in the States, the title is different. It's The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. And I (laughs) looked it up because I couldn't find it at the library under that title. And uh, one reviewer said, that it is different in the States than it is in Canada or in England. They were thinking maybe it's because they die more in America. We don't know. Half to, half more deaths. But the review on the front cover says that it's a cross between Agatha Christie and Groundhog Day. And that is absolutely the perfect description for this book. The main character, who you don't really know who it is, just wakes up one day and he has no memory of what happened. But uh, someone is murdered. There are different house guests at this country estate and the person trying to figure out this murder uh, relives this day over and over again in the body of a different guest in the house and that's how they get their the clues and try to solve this murder and i can't put it down it's a bit dark and twisty but not too outrageous at least yet but that's the seven deaths of evelyn hardcastle and uh, i absolutely recommend it Okay. That's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on iTunes or on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at MMSachs. That's S-A-C-H-S. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at Linney Autumn. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time.